Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Once again, welcome to the show. Welcome to this place where I talk about a lot of different things that go on in my life. Things with my family, my kids, things with my own health and wellness. Also struggles that I have and struggles I deal with and tips that I find and share with you. So anyways, thank you for being here and thank you for sitting in with me today. All right, episode 110. Wow, that's, uh, I don't know, that's pretty amazing in my book. 110 episodes of pretty much me talking to myself about a lot of stuff and some things that I know nothing about. But anyways, it's been good. It's been a fun process so far. The show was growing little by little all the time, which I see new listeners pop up here and there. So thank you for all of that. Thank you for the people coming here and joining me. I do appreciate it. Also, real quick, I don't ask very often, but if you enjoy what I'm doing and you enjoy what I'm talking about here, please rate and review wherever you're listening from. It really helps me grow the show. It helps it reach more people. So if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple Podcasts, whatever, just uh, throw a little rate up there, write a little review. I know people read those reviews a lot before they even try to listen to a show because they really value your opinion on it. So if you put something nice out there that that you like listening and they read that, then they're more likely to hop in here and, and join me. So please do that if you would. All right. So a lot of you know that I pull from a lot of sources to do this show. Maybe it's a conversation I had with somebody in passing. Maybe it's an article that I read and thought was interesting and answered some questions for me, and then I kind of regurgitate that here. I tend to do that a lot. And sometimes it's just a random thought that I have, maybe when I'm dropping my daughter off at school or if I'm swinging into the parking lot at the gym and something sparks this idea, and then I come in here and talk about it. I also listen to other podcasts. I get a lot of ideas from other podcasts, and uh, this really makes me think and realize that I should really be getting more guests in here like I promised you I would. It makes all this a lot easier. And when I have those nice conversations with people, I could have them on here instead of elsewhere. But anyways, like I said, I come across podcasts that I listen to, and I came across this one called Dad.Work with Kurt Storing, and he had a guest on there named Ross Hiller. I don't know if you've heard of that show, I did check it out after I came across this one. I listened to a couple other ones. It's kind of cool stuff. It's interesting stuff about being strong men and being masculine and doing our part to be, you know, better in all aspects of our lives. So I'll link that show in the description of this show in case you want to go check that out. I recommend it. It's pretty good. They talk about goals and goal setting and how to essentially reach them and stay on task. So that's what I'm going to talk about today here. Goals, procrastination, our tendency to fill our heads with excuses, like I know I do and I imagine a lot of you do, and how can we overcome some of those things. So that's kind of the direction I'm going to go today. I'm going to pull from some of their ideas from their show, what they talked about, as well as interject a lot of my own ideas and thoughts in there as well. I actually had a show last year that I did about when to dump certain goals, those being typically bigger goals or things that we just realize or maybe we need to realize that, hey, man, 
this is not going to happen for me, you know? Not necessarily that it can't, but they're almost so preposterous that our time would be much better spent somewhere else, focused on other things that are maybe a little bit more tangible, if you know what I mean. Like me, Justin, you're probably not going to be a professional race car driver, so you could probably put that goal to bed. You could, you know, pull that one out of your mind and stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's fun to dream, but that's not a realistic thing. But this show is a little bit more about the tangible goals. So let's talk about procrastination for a little bit. Why do we tend to fall into this mode where we think about all these things that we have to do, even if they aren't goals, they could just be random daily things and tasks that we need to do or want to do. Just like this list that's sitting right next to me here in my office of things that I need to do around my house, around my yard, with my kids. It's filled with, I don't know, 18 or 20 items of all these to-dos or to-buys or to-go places. And I'm not really doing so well at getting them done either. But why is that? Why do we fall into this procrastination hole? Is it just a blatant lack of discipline? Is it straight up laziness? I don't know. It's a challenging behavior to overcome though. Putting off tasks or activities typically in favor of more pleasurable or less demanding ones, right? I tend to find myself avoiding those need to do's on my list or other things and instead doing things like scrolling through my stupid phone or doing things that aren't even that pressing instead of doing those things that I know I want to get done, making excuses to delay something. Oh, I, gotta, I can't do that right now. I got to clean up my kitchen first. Oh, I can't do X goal or task because I have this thing I got to take care of in the garage real quick. Or, oh, oh, oh I got to go to the bathroom even. Or, oh, I want to do this but I got to eat real quick. I don't know, insert anything in there and I find myself doing that. Just all these random things I throw in front of myself in order to not do something that I need to do or hell, even that I want to do. I want to do a lot of these things, but I'm, I'm throwing in these other things in front of it to self-sabotage in a way. It's kind of crazy. Do you kind of relate with that at all? And then eventually... I'll wait until the last possible minute to handle said thing and get it done in a way, rush it, whatever. But it's not really a great plan, is it? It's, it's not the best way to go about it. Can you relate with me here at all? Like editing a podcast or writing my thoughts down for a video. At times, I can just find like a thousand reasons to get up out of my office and quote unquote go do something else that wasn't even really needed to do. It's just a way to, to not do what I should be doing. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but it just now that I'm talking about it, it's just crazy that I do that. It just sounds insane. So does procrastination boil down to just discipline? I mean, it's 100% necessary to overcome the temptation to procrastinate and to stay focused on the task you want to get done or the goal you want to achieve, isn't it? We need that discipline. We see all the stuff talking about discipline, 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 right? Well, according to Tim Peichel, a psychologist professor at Carleton University, it isn't laziness and discipline that is keeping us from doing this. 
He says procrastination is an emotion regulation problem. It is not a time management problem. And Dr. Fuchsia Sirios, another woman that is in this article with Tim, says that procrastination is essentially irrational. It isn't a character flaw or your ability to manage time, but it's a way of coping with challenging emotions and negative moods induced by certain tasks. She says it's about being more focused on the immediate urgency of managing the negative mood rather than getting on with that particular task. And how much aversion depends on the task. It may be about doing menial, unpleasant cleaning tasks or boring stuff, or it could be about deeper feelings related to bigger tasks, self-doubt, anxiety, insecurity. And we procrastinate to avoid those negative feelings, and then all of a sudden, those boring, menial tasks actually sound kind of like a good idea in the end. It's kind of weird. So kind of the thought there is that certain tasks induce a mood in us, and then how we cope with that mood is avoiding the task, right? Sounds kind of confusing, but I kind of understand it. And like I said, that's exactly what I tend to do. I'm doing the dishes. I'm hauling the trash. I'm doing other stupid stuff instead of sitting down here and prepping documents and going through videos and whatever I need to do for these little projects that I'm on. But she says this only compounds the negative association we have with the task. So those feelings will still be there when we go back to it. So it's only just going to keep getting worse and worse. It's like this cycle that just gets worse and worse and worse because we think about doing this task, we get these negative associations with it, and then we bail on it and push it off and then come back to it later. And what do you know? Those negative feelings are still there. So it never goes away. So once we push that task off, we get that moment of relief when that thing is no longer on our radar. And then all of a sudden we have the weight lifted. Ah, we feel good for a little bit. We put that task off till later and all is right, right? But Dr. Sorio says that when we do that, it's just, like I said, that vicious cycle and we're actually rewarding our procrastination. So we want to do the task. We don't do it. We get that ah moment, and now we've just rewarded ourselves by not doing it. And it's basic instinct, she says, when we get rewarded. We do those things again and again, and boom, terrible cycle. And all this leads to is chronic stress, psychological distress, low life satisfaction, depression, among a bunch of other things. So this New York Times article that I'm reading from and grabbing this from says this is the perfect example of present bias. Our hardwired tendency to prioritize short-term needs ahead of long-term goals. And according to Dr. Hirschfield, another doctor in this article, another psychologist, he says we almost perceive our future selves as strangers. So when we kick that can down the road, when we kick that task down the road, or that goal even, like I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, we act like it's somebody else's problem, right? And I know I've said this hundreds of times. I actually think it's kind of funny and I joke around about it. I'm just like, ah, screw it. Just let future Justin worry about that. Kick that can down the road, right? I guess it's a much bigger situation than I was thinking. It's bigger than just being lazy and it's bigger than just needing discipline and motivation. It's, it's just kind of interesting for me to read this stuff because 
I used to always just think it was my lack of handling my stuff. And oh, I just thought I always was never that disciplined in getting it done. We tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves with tasks and goals and lists and all that stuff. In creeps those thoughts, that pressure, that fear of failure, that uh, perfectionist. And then here comes a procrastination. And tech and social medias, is medias a word? Anyways, they play a huge role in this whole issue as well. They make for an easy distraction from our tasks. And we're getting that instant gratification as well, that little dopamine hit that our brain apparently wants and craves all the time. When we push stuff off and then we just pick up our phone, start scrolling and doing stuff, we're feeding that monster in a way. Or that's how I like to think of it. So the reason I bring up all this procrastination stuff is because I really believe it's a huge part in why we can't handle our goals or some of us feel like we can't get our shit right or get our lives together. People get stuck in these vicious I can't escape procrastination cycles and then their goals fail and they haven't done anything that they set out to do. Just like Surio said earlier, psychological distress low life satisfaction, depression, like that's procrastination. And then people wonder why their goals aren't being met and why they feel so shitty. And I think that's like a huge problem right there. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about goals for a little bit here, how to dial those in and achieve them and maybe give you a little bit of tips and advice there to kind of handle that. And I think some of the tips on achieving goals will tie in nicely on how not to procrastinate as well. Plus, I'll add a few anti-procrastination tips or ways that we can limit that at the end of today's show as well. I mean, we're human. We're all, we're all people. We're never going to completely rid ourselves of all procrastination. I don't think that's possible. There's always going to be something that we're going to prioritize over something else, right? We're just trying to push away some of those things so we can focus on our goals that we really want to accomplish and achieve and things that we really want to do. So we're not trying to totally rid procrastination. That's impossible. So I mentioned at the top of the show about the podcast with Kurt, the dad.work podcast and his guest and how they talked about goal setting and obtaining and and all that stuff. So I'll paraphrase a little bit about what they talked about. But the first thing they mentioned for guys and people that can't get their goals and tasks in order is really to start with the simplest thing. What is the simplest thing that we can start with when we're trying to obtain a goal? You start with yourself, right? You look within. You start with yourself. If you really have a problem with achieving anything in life, Forget about everything else. Totally forget about the work promotion. Forget about being a millionaire. Forget about the dream job. Forget about owning a helicopter. Forget about the girl. Forget about the Gucci shoes. None of that shit, right? Just rid that of your mind and focus and work on yourself. It's essentially free to do stuff for yourself, right? It's free to go work your ass off and hone in that discipline in any regard, in any facet of your life. Prove to yourself that you can get up early and go for a run in the morning, 
or go work out in the gym or go work out in your living room or even if it's for your mental health and not just physical. I don't want to just focus on like, uh, lose weight, get in shape, blah, 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 right? It could be mental health as well by reading a book or taking a free online course, working on your people skills by volunteering in your community. There's no excuse that can justify not working on yourself. There's not one out there that you can say, well, I'm not going to do that because, right? That's, it doesn't exist. If you really care, it doesn't exist. And just doing anything, anything repeatedly will slowly make you better at whatever that is. When I began as a stay-at-home dad, I sucked at cooking, okay? I sucked at a lot of this domestic stuff, honestly. Now, three, four years into this, hey man, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, cooking really decent meals, pretty good meals. I just uh, threw a load of laundry in a little while ago. I took that load of laundry out. I hung it all up. It was my kids' clothes. I'm getting pretty good at that stuff. I don't have to ask my wife how to do things anymore. I don't have to have someone hold my hand. I've continued to do it, and I've gotten better at it. Granted, you don't really get better at doing laundry. You just do laundry. But anyways, I just wanted to say I did laundry, I guess. But I'm just saying all this stuff to tell you that repetition will slowly make you better. doesn't matter what it is. And... After all the excuses and all the reasons are put to rest and you still don't want to work on yourself, then yeah, maybe there is a little bit of that laziness factor in there that you do just don't care. Or maybe you revert back to that procrastination segment that I talked about where your emotional state is and start taking a look there. See if you can dig a little deeper in that aspect. People don't like to be uncomfortable. I know this. I do. We all like the right now. Delayed gratification is gone today. Tech companies, you know, businesses, they're doing their best to get rid of it. I mean, if you could just go to the gym and actually, no, if you didn't go to the gym and you just had the perfect body that you wanted, would you do it? Sure. If you didn't have to work for your money, and it just, boom, showed up, would that be amazing? Sure. But would any of that mean as much to you? Because I think there's really something to enjoying the process. And I think we need to get back to that in some aspect, some capacity. I remember when I was a kid, sometimes the anticipation of whatever it was was better than the end result. Like the, the waiting in the, the riding in the car to wherever, or the excitement, the buildup, sometimes is better than just having it the end result, right? At least I think so, or it can be. Anyways, they also mentioned holding yourself accountable. Even have a wife or your kids hold you accountable as well. Let them know that they can tell you, hey, get up, get moving to your goal, get moving on your task or whatever, Tell them that that's okay to do. Hey, hey, dad, stop scrolling on your phone and wasting time, you know. Or tell your wife she can even take your damn phone away from you and turn it off if that's what it takes to take away that distraction and get you to not procrastinate. And I know it sounds silly and stupid, but 
I remember seeing a study not that long ago of high school kids, and they actually did better in test-taking when their phones were completely taken away and out of sight. But when that phone was even off and sitting on their desk, they were so connected to it that they didn't do as good on their tests because they were had this phone floating right there and they couldn't stop thinking about it. So take, take the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take the distraction away. Take it out of the room. Get rid of it. And then that might help you focus a little more as well. Now, they also go into goals themselves, and I know that's what I wanted to talk about. Do you have a strong reason for your goal? If you don't, then is it really important to you? If you don't really have a strong reason for that goal, does it really mean that much to you? They say you have to care about your goals, which, duh, that's, that's a given, right? But they say that your goal can't be for someone else or what someone else wants you to do, right? So you have to kind of ask yourself the because statement, they say. I have this goal because dot, 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 and have an emotional and deep attachment to that goal. Because if you don't have a solid because statement, then move on from the goal. It's not important to you. It's not as as important as you thought it was, especially if you don't have a great reason to even pursue it. A lot of times people aren't really connected to their goals. Sure, they're nice to have, maybe you have a list of them, but it's easy to throw out an excuse for not working on them or complaining as to why you haven't reached them. It's very easy to do that, right? I do that all the time. Ross mentions, the guest on this other show, he mentions the use of what he calls soft talk as well. People tend to use soft talk when goal setting. All these non-committal words like, I want to maybe do this, or if possible, blah, 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 right? Those types of words, the maybes, the woulds, the I'd like tos, possibilities. Those type of words, he says, don't start a goal off in the, on the right foundation. They're doubt words. It indicates that you're not really serious about that particular goal. Instead, say, I'm going to do X, and I'm going to do X in this amount of time or by this date. That sounds like a much better goal to have, or that sounds like you're much more committed to that goal is what I mean. He says the language you use matters, so give yourself deadlines and remove that doubtful talk. That's a good point. That's, you know, never really think about that until you hear it from somebody else, and you're like, oh, shit, that makes a ton of sense. Also with goal setting, they say to get your goals down to a manageable amount. Don't have 50 goals. Don't have 100 goals. Get it down to just a couple of things. If you spread yourself so thin, you're not going to get anywhere with accomplishing any of them. Or some will get no attention at all, and then maybe they really weren't true goals in the first place. Kurt mentions making a list of 25 goals, and then after you have the list of 25, examine the list very carefully, and then pluck out your top five or even three goals out of that list, and then make that your target. Don't even think about the other 20 or the other 22. Like, wash them from your brain Don't think about them at all because they're just going to take time away from those top three or top five that you wrote down. And I think some people have this idea of like, hey, why not, man? Like, why can't I have all these goals floating around in my head? It'll be fine, right? 
I really don't think it works that way though. You're going to find yourself way too distracted to really accomplish anything. And then you're going to fill yourself with that negative emotion, those negative thoughts. And then you're going to get more doubt. And then you're just going to fail. I kind of like to think of it in this fashion. Do you like to do jigsaw puzzles? No? Is that a resounding no? Well, would you think it's a great idea to start 10 different jigsaw puzzles on 10 different tables throughout your entire house? And then you're running around your house, table to table, you're trying to focus on different pictures of different puzzles and put them together. And maybe you only work on each one of those for five minutes at a time. Plus you add in the stresses of life and schedules and kids and, and just daily things like that. You would never get any of those puzzles done, would you? And then if you get a piece mixed in with that puzzle, with this puzzle, and then you're all confused and you don't know what's going on, it would just be a mess. It would be a giant mess, and you would end up being depressed, and you would end up having those negative thoughts, and it just, you would burn out, and you would go nowhere. So slimming down those ideas in your head, remove a lot of those goals, quote-unquote, that you have, and really kind of take away some of that mental burden out of there, right? Does that make sense? Ross goes into the discipline side of things too, and I think this kind of ties in well with procrastination. How can we build discipline and start new habits and make those habits really stick and be a daily thing? He says good and bad habits will dictate our success level. The same with goals. Try not to make a bunch of new daily habits happen all at once. Try to do just single things, right? Start with some goal or habit that is so tiny and small that it sounds almost ridiculous to even have it, right? But start there, he says, and then just smash it. Conquer that, this little tiny thing. And prove to yourself that you can handle that. Handle the little simple thing. Drink a glass of water in the morning was his idea. He was actually telling a client that. To just wake up in the morning, drink a glass of water. Or maybe for me personally, hey, don't look at your phone for the first 30 minutes after you get out of bed. It's pretty much the same thing that my previous guest Kevin Torres talked about. And needing a gym and all that stuff to get exercise. You can do some of the most simple things right in your house, right in the morning. Go walk your dog if you have a dog. Get out of bed and do 10 air squats, whatever it may be. Just prove to yourself that you can do this little minuscule thing and then move on to another goal or another habit. Or turn those little goals into daily habits and then kind of make them evolve into a larger goal. That's an idea as well. And I've been doing this lately. I usually have a pretty good morning routine, but I've been feeling kind of annoyed or unmotivated in a way lately. So I decided to try to change it up a little bit. So now when I wake up in the morning, I do that glass, that drink into the water. I drink eight ounces of water before I do anything. So I get up, I go downstairs, drink eight ounces of water, no coffee, no food, no phone. I just drink water first. Then of course, I wake up my daughter for school and all that stuff, but then I do five minutes or so of stretching, kind of yoga-ish stuff, but I'm not really a yoga guy, so I don't want to call it yoga, so I'm just going to call it stretching. So I do five or so minutes of that. I get on the floor, do a few moves, 
kind of limber up myself, and then I start my coffee, and I start my breakfast, and I start my day, and that's it. And if I can stick with that, this new little simple routine for, I don't know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, and form a habit out of it, then maybe I will move on to something else or add something else into my morning routine or do something else with possibly the procrastination that I deal with throughout the day. I also think there's something with how we talk to ourselves as well. It doesn't typically work when we just grind on ourselves and say, oh, I have to get this goal done. I've got to get this task done. I got to finish. I got to do. I got to do. That doesn't do really any good. All the while, we're scrolling on our phone or procrastinating in some other manner. Yet in our heads, we're pounding about the certain task or goal that we want to do. So instead of consciously telling ourselves we need to stay on task and walk that straight and narrow line, how about we call ourselves out on those other activities and deny ourselves those avenues that we usually take to procrastinate? For example, when you pick up your phone and you're looking at your phone, try to have that realization, be like, hey, what am I doing on my phone? I don't need to be on my phone. And then telling yourself that, it helps me anyways, makes me put my phone down, makes me stop doing these menial things and get back on track with the bigger elephant in the room, so to speak. Does that kind of make sense? Catch yourself and say, hey, stop doing that and tell yourself I'm not doing what I really want to be doing and move on. A few other things I wanted to mention to limit our procrastination. I know I wanted to throw them in here before I wrap this show up so we can better achieve our goals is to kind of break things down into smaller, more manageable steps. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, start small and work your way up. I think in our minds, that makes it a little bit easier for us to say, hey, I can handle this little bit of a task. Or hey, I'll just do this much of this work and be done, take a break or whatever. Think it can make it feel a little less intimidating when we kind of do that. Hey, I'm going to write down half of this paper or, hey, I'm going to do 10 minutes on this job and just kind of bust it up into little pieces. I think that helps. Also set deadlines, like set specific deadlines. When we do this, it creates a sense of urgency and accountability within us, and it makes it easier for us to stay on track. If I tell myself it doesn't matter when something gets done, then it's going to take me weeks or months to get around to doing it. If I tell myself I have to have this shit done by Friday, then more often than not, I have that shit done by Friday, right? So if you really set that goal, maybe use a calendar so you can really tangibly look at something, setting a timer, whatever, I think it's going to help as well. Lastly, we have to remember to practice some self-compassion. Yes, We have to push ourselves, right? Like I mentioned, calling ourselves out for wasting time and doing stupid stuff. But we also have to be kind to ourselves as well. Avoid that negative self-talk we tend to get into when we're not doing exactly what we want to be doing. It's okay to forgive ourselves and recognize that we all struggle with procrastination. It's, It's a normal thing that everybody deals with on some level. Anyways, that's a lot of word vomit for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast, but I hope I gave you a little bit of an idea of what to do 
to procrastinate less and find and achieve what goals you have. So hopefully that helps. Remember, pick your goals, narrow them down, start small. Also, like I said, check out the dad.work show, the podcast that I referenced today. It's pretty interesting stuff. I'll uh, link it in the description. Also, please don't forget to rate and review my show as well as tell a friend. That always helps as well. Get some more ears in here. That would be great. All right. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you.